we were, it's not that God doesn't want us to praise him. I, I wasn't saying that. I was just saying, you know, we don't have our kids for them to praise us, you know, and walk around and give us glory all the time and worship us and all of that. Not that he, you know, we don't do that, but that's not what we're here for. We're, you know, he, he loves to have communion with us, to communicate with us, for us to sit quietly and actually to listen to him. Because if we're doing all the talking, we can't hear him. You know, we can't hear his voice. But I, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> but um, peace of it, it was good. Anyway, so we went to the beach, and we had a great time, and this was the first time my skin saw any sun, so I'm a little burned, because I burned first and everything, and so we bought this shibumi shade. Do you all know what those are called? Everybody has them at the beach. They're like these kites. They're just on long sticks, and those two guys from North Carolina, those young kids are making a killing, because it's been about probably four years now, and everybody's got them. And it's so your umbrella that you put in the, in the sand doesn't flop off or you, know, you have to put it down. And it just, you can put it in there. And I tell you, it, it ain't going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. So I thought, this year, I'm buying one. I'm going to buy one. I don't care. I'm buying it. So I went and I bought one. And we still had our umbrella. It was Jamie's little personal cabana shade. And uh, so he, everyone's going up to lunch. And I'm laying out because I just don't want to leave. I'm sitting there. And so I'm. this is hearing the voice of God. And so we go up. They go up. And I'm getting ready to go up. And I, thought, and I sat there and I thought, should I put that umbrella down? Because it wasn't extremely, it wasn't windy. I mean, it was, but it wasn't anything like you would think that it, because we've done that before where we go. It's pr pretty private. You can leave your stuff and go up to the room. And I thought, should I put that down? I'm like, nah, I ain't going to put it down. And so I go up to the room, and we're hanging out. We're coming back, and Jamie's all, he's like, the umbrella was up on the sand dunes. The shaboomy was down. And all. I'm like, what? And so that was just a little example of, like, you know, I should have listened to that little voice on the inside, even though it was, I didn't think it was significant, but it was. And I'm not saying that it was God that did that. I'm not saying that at all. But just to listen to a voice on the inside sometimes can save, because, you know, you've heard those stories of a umbrella going down the beach and impaling someone in the chest good grief that has happened and a woman has died but ours didn't have that sharp thing on the end thank goodness but um there wasn't a whole lot of people out there but I thought you know that was a good example I didn't listen to that little voice that said and it was even a question because that's how God speaks to me a lot of times, I mean, and he sounds, people are like, oh, it has to be an audible. No, it's not an audible voice. It can be an impression. It could be a question because a lot of times the question is for me to seek it out and get the answer. And it's like, okay, yeah. So it was like, should I put that down? He's like, are you going to put that down? Maybe you should put that down. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to put it down. And so that is like a little warning. And it's not that God doesn't correct when he's, because a lot of times we get accused of, oh, there's no correction, there's no this, they're just teaching you the good news. Well, it is good news, all of it's good news. And a lot of the good news is, come, you know, some, it's teaching you how to hear from the voice of God. But in Genesis 3.17, in the very beginning, Adam and Eve in the garden, and... Um, you know, where Eve listened to the snake, and then Adam listened to Eve, and then, you know, they got had to walk in the curse of the land. Now, I'm not saying that listening to your spouse's voice isn't a bad, is a bad thing. <laughs> but it's not the source voice, right? 
So we, you know, and people do speak into our lives. And so, but what I want to say is that the source voice is always God's voice. And we don't go out seeking his voice from another person or from anything. And, you know, as our spouse can speak into us, but you have to know what Holy Spirit has already spoken into you, have to have that foundation first. And if you don't know what he's spoken into you and what he believes about you and what he says about you, it's a good thing to go and search it out in prayer and study and your quiet time with Holy Spirit in your time with him. And um, so, yeah, so what happens is, is he said, because you heeded the voice of Eve, of your wife, now you're going to walk in a curse. Well, we know we're not cursed. You know, I always want to tell people to always filter the Old Testament through the cross because we don't throw out anything from Genesis to Revelation. We, we believe it all. It was written for us, not specifically to us, but it was for us. And then we always filter things through the cross. So, yes, that did happen. Well, what is the example out of that is a, it was a warning, actually, for listen to the source voice. It's like, yes, Eve, you just because you listened to her because she listened to the – she heeded the snake – and then he heeded her voice, and then the consequence. So what I get out of that is we're not under a curse, but we're not anymore. We're freed from that, but we still walk in our consequences. We're not freed from consequences of our choices. So that's why it's very important. I hate when people leave out the T, these younger generations. You know, eh, you know that's just here or there. But anyway... It's very important to hear from Holy Spirit yourself and, and to know what he's saying to you. And, you know, so I should have listened to that little voice, and my umbrella probably wouldn't. And he wasn't, I mean, it didn't hurt anybody or anything, God. But, um, you know, listen to his voice and the source voice and know what he says about you. But I just wanted to tell you that, that you're, you are freed from a curse. We're not under that. So it's not like if you don't listen to him, it's like, oh, my gosh, I missed it. I didn't listen to him. No, I'm cursed. No, it could be consequences that you're walking in of your own choices. And so that's where you want to be wise and grow and learn to listen, just to be quiet and listen sometimes. But anyway, I just wanted to share that little story and encourage you all that you all have his voice on the inside. And you can listen to your spouse. It's okay. Just listen to Holy Spirit first. It's a normally a really good thing to listen to your spouse. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, because sometimes I'll be sitting there on the couch or... Uh, in the car, and she's talking to me, and she'll say, did you hear what I said? And I said, yes. And she'll say, repeat to me what I just said. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I was not listening to you. <laughs> There's one thing to have ears and say you're listening. It's another thing to hear and to comprehend what someone is saying. Lisa just gave an excellent introduction to our series on listening to his voice. Some of what I put out there as we were developing this and we were kind of advertising it was listening for his voice. But then the Holy Spirit checked me and said, no, it's listening to my voice. Um, so really the foundational question that we're going to start with, <clears throat> excuse me, is, is he still speaking? Because if we don't believe that he's still speaking, and just let me say that there are groups of people, Christians, that don't believe that he speaks to us, especially outside of, did I say that right? Especially outside of 
the context of the written word. I'm going to address that uh, this morning just to give us, really what I want to do is I want to spark thought in you. Holy Spirit will speak to each of us differently and individually because we all have a unique relationship with him. So what I'm throwing out is not um, specific. Uh, this is the way he's going to talk to you. He could, but he may be talking to her differently than he's talking to you. And if we don't understand that, and he has an experience, and he gets up and shares that, let's just say that Darius had a dream, and that dream the Holy Spirit spoke to him about a direction that he was to go in. Now everybody thinks that they have to have a dream to hear from God. Do, are we getting this clear that it's going to be uh, more specific to your relationship with him, and I think you'll understand that. Can I address two things before I move on? Number one, the backpacks, eight empty backpacks. Don't put anything in them. Empty backpacks for a fourth grade girl. That's what Putnam County Schools is needing from Grace Life. We've always tried to help them with that. We put things in them last year. They had an overabundance of certain items and not enough of other items, so they're just asking us to get eight empty fourth grade girl backpacks. Could I show, see a show of hands real quick? Who will bring one next week? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got them. Bro, go ahead and bring the ninth one. Need those next Sunday? We will deliver them uh, on Monday the 24th to Putnam County Schools. They will be giving those out. Thank you for doing that. Welcome back. I know that they did last week. This is my first time in church in three weeks. We had a picnic, then we were gone. Uh, so welcome Frank and Angie back. Thank you guys uh, for leading us in worship this morning. We sure appreciate what they do for us uh, at Grace Life to just get the atmosphere ready and help us. Um, and here's the second thing. That was a side note because Lisa sent me a text. I listened to her voice uh, through text message. Would, would you get your phones out? Everybody that has a phone, get your phone out right now if you would, please. Um, we're going to do a couple things with those today. The first thing is if you have a place that you put notes, I, I feel the Holy Spirit has told me to share a few specific things with you that we need to be asking Papa for, that he would grace us with a few things here at our church. If this is your home church, just make a few notes. Would you ask him that if he be so kind and gracious to fill these seats? Okay. And that he would bring those that are supposed to be here as part of the ministry here to enhance children's ministry. We need to make some changes because we've got some kids going into middle school. So we're getting ready to move back to Epic Youth on Sunday mornings with middle school. Lord helping, and all that works out. We're looking at a new curriculum for our children's ministry, and we need some volunteers to help in that area. Pray that the Lord would bring those in. Maybe he would speak to you about that. Okay. With our worship team, with our media, Joanna is so faithful back there on the computer. We appreciate all of what she does, but if you know two other people would jump in, she wouldn't have to do it every Sunday morning. Okay. And Shane, yeah, Shane's here. Um, on vacation, but he's he's helping us with that as well. These are specific things. Is it okay to just as 
leaders here that we share some of these things that we're praying for because we want you to agree with us and speak these things that God is trying to, to do for us here um, at Grace Life. And when I say fill up the seats, I'm not saying to fill up the seats so we can say we had a certain number. I want these seats filled up so people can be equipped, empowered, and then they can go out into the community and we can start ministering to people the gospel of the good news, the kingdom of God, everywhere we go. This is a training center more than anything else. It's just teaching and training us, okay? I just wanted to share that with you. That was on my heart. And if you'll just make a note of that and try to pray as the Holy Spirit brings it to your remembrance, okay? Cool. Now as we go through the sermon this morning, the teaching, there's going to be some specific things. You can either take a picture of the screen or you can type it out in your notes. But it's a good way to go back and recall some of the things uh, that Holy Spirit... I might say something and Holy Spirit takes you down a trail with that one thing that really did I didn't have anything to say in the service about it, but he sparks your interest on it, and you study it. Maybe it's an answer, or maybe it's a question you need to dig deeper into. Uh, but let's use, if we're going to have technology, let's use it to our advantage and use it to help ourselves and others, okay? God has been speaking since the beginning. Genesis 1 Verses 1 through 31, 10 times it says, God said. And specifically in verse 28, I want to point out that it said, God blessed them. This was verbally. This word blessed here infers that he was verbally blessing them. How do I know that? Because the next word says, and he said, be fruitful and multiply. So there was an assignment that he gave to mankind, to the human race, in the earth, and he equipped us, and he spoke a blessing over us. In other words, he gave, verbally said to you, I give you every provision that you will ever need to be fruitful and to multiply. This just wasn't for procreation, but it was. But it was also in our spirit that we would be fruitful and that we would multiply. I'm going to share something that is a prelude to, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but next month I'm excited about talking about we are the church, the bride, the body, and the family. So let me speak specifically to something here real quick about being fruitful and multiply. Church, you are the bride. The bride receives the seed. Is that too graphic? But the, the, the bride receives the seed, but you are also sons of God. Why? Because once you are birthed, you have within you the the seed to reproduce after your kind. And the word is the seed, so he places the seed within us as the bride. But now we have the seed in us as the sons. It's an incorruptible seed that he's placed within us, which Matthew says is the word of God. So we have that word, what we are carriers of Christ, as sons we reproduce. So God spoke a blessing over us verbally in the beginning. He's still speaking that same blessing over us because he says after the cross... Paul reiterates that we were created to be fruitful and to multiply. God is still speaking a blessing over all of his creation. If you agree with that, say amen. amen. All of his sons and his daughters, he's speaking a blessing over. John reiterates that it was in the beginning that God was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was in the beginning with him so the word was spoken out of God's mouth so much so that when he opened his mouth and when he opens his mouth, creation comes out. Can I give you something really cool about that? 
I've been reading a book recently and the author insinuates that we are co-creators. If we are joint heirs or co-heirs, we get the same inheritance that he does and we are co-laborers working for the same end goal that he has already completed and that we've been co-crucified, co-buried, co-resurrected. We have a mystical union with him so that what he speaks... We confess, that means say the same thing as, what he has already spoken so that we create with our mouth, you either believe it or you don't, the words that you speak frame the worlds that you will live in. Just as the words that he spoke frame the world that we live in. God's voice was the first voice that was ever spoken and it should continually be the first voice that we listen to. Over 1,900 phrases in Scripture express God said or thus says the Lord. So I think that the Scriptures are full of God speaking. The life of the believer is laced with the ability to hear and recognize the voice of the Father. As clearly as God spoke to men and women in the Bible and they recognized it, he is still speaking to men and women today. I hope that's sinking in and you're thinking about that. That's why you didn't respond. Papa has not stopped speaking and revealing himself to his children. Jesus said in John 10, 10 27, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. That's where I changed the title of this series. It didn't say that they listen for my voice. They listen to my voice. Why? Because he's speaking. Here are some practical ways in which you can begin to listen to his voice in your life. Number one, position yourself or posture yourself to hear his voice. Habakkuk 2.1 says, I will stand upon my watch and set upon the tower, and I will watch and see what he will say to me. Radio stations are broadcasting 24 hours a day. They never stop broadcasting. There, are, there is a frequency that you dial your radio station in. Well, if you were in the old days, now you just hit buttons and that goes to these stations that are digitally programmed but I'm old school, and you dialed in the frequency. I remember my mama had this radio at her house, and it was one of these big oval-looking things, and AM only. Didn't have FM. It was AM only. 1410 was all we were allowed to listen to, SCW, Christian Radio AM. And it only came on at 8 o'clock in the morning, and it went off at 8 o'clock at night. But you had to dial that. It was very sensitive to the little dots and numbers on there, and you had to dial into that frequency, even though that it was broadcasting, uh, you had to dial into the frequency to hear what was being broadcast over that station. I am learning more and more through science <laughs> that it proves God and what God has done and what God is doing. And... I don't want to get too deep and I don't want to get bogged down into that, but there are frequencies that, God, that you can dial into to hear God's voice. Positioning yourself and posturing yourself so that you can hear His voice. 
He's always speaking. I have often heard in my lifetime it said, well, the heavens were brass and God wasn't speaking. No, you just weren't listening or something had distracted or interference had come in and you weren't tuned into that frequency to hear his voice. Hmm. It doesn't matter if you're listening to it or not. The sound is going out. Let's tune into that frequency. You should start expecting him to respond to your questions. He wants to and he is responding. But if you're not, see, sometimes we're just hoping that God hears our request and that he will someday answer us. No, start expecting that he wants to respond to you, because he does, and that he wants to answer your questions. In those expectations, believe that you can have, as the scripture says, what you say that you need to have if you ask in his name, because all of his promises are what? They're yes, and so be it, in Christ. You have not, because you ask not. And sometimes we ask amiss. So start expecting. Yes, there's distractions. Yes, there's interferences and diversions. But we must be expecting Holy Spirit to speak to us. Now, throughout this series, we'll talk about different ways that he does speak to us. But we need to expect to hear his voice. Number two, I really like this one. Don't give an ear to any voice that is contrary to your identity. He does speak inside the pages of what we call the Bible. You can find your identity in the pages of Scripture. He will tell you who you are. Uh, you might make fun of Joe Osteen, but this is my Bible. I have what it says I can have. I can be what it says I can be, and I can do what it says I can do. I'll never be the same. Why? Because I'm receiving the incorruptible seed of the word of God. That is written within pages, but hold on to your bootstraps. He does speak outside of the pages of the Bible. That's called revelation. Uh, the creator of all creation is multilingual. And I'm not just talking about Spanish and Hebrew and Greek and English and Chinese. He speaks in many ways, listen, including spoken word and written word, nature, music, film, circumstances, people, stillness, dreams, visions, thoughts, feelings, supernatural experiences, and endless other ways, including science. Can I? I'm so excited about the book that I just read and I'll share with you maybe later as the Lord leads who it was and what it was. Um, but your DNA can be mapped out in chords that writes a song. It's been scientifically proved. See, the thing about science is they just don't give you, well, this is possible. They've tested it. They've tried it. They've gone over it. One of the experiments that was talked about in the book that I was reading, over a hundred different experiments to prove that what they were trying to, their theory and hypothesis, that there was truth to it. One of them being this, that there are chords in your DNA 
that it can be mapped out to write a song. So your life is a song. There are no limits to the ways that God can communicate with us. St. Augustine said, For believers, it is common knowledge that God speaks through the Bible. But to restrict ourselves to the books inside the Scripture is to ignore the many languages that God speaks. Now, I have to say this, and it's a shame that I have to say this, but people watching by internet or that would watch later, or maybe some of you are sitting here right now thinking, he is discrediting the Bible. He doesn't think, I, I am not at all. Quite the opposite. I can listen and find his voice in the pages. But listen, God is not limited to pages in a book about what he can say to you. There was a time when there were no written books called the Bible. How did, he, how did people hear his voice? He spoke to them. Uh, Moses didn't have a book to read about an experience of a burning bush. We have the story to hear that God spoke to him through a burning bush. But if all you're looking for is a burning bush experience, you may listen to how God's speaking to you. Why is this so important for us to listen to his voice? I mean, there are, we, there's so much criticism about preaching good news. It's, it's unbelievable to me that you can preach good news and everybody will want to make it about something other than the good news. And so you have to kind of explain certain things to say to people, listen, God's grace covers you. We sing songs, His grace is greater than all of my sin. And I'm not telling you to go out and uh, live a life of freedom and doing whatever you want to. However, you can do whatever you want to, but not all things are beneficial. That's why we've got to start teaching that there is an inner voice called the Holy Spirit that is speaking to you. He hasn't stopped speaking. He will continue to speak to you. And as Lisa said, that voice inside of you could be a warning to leave at a certain time or not take a certain route. No, uh, I don't know where he is right now, but the Lord spoke to him yesterday about a certain route, diverted him, and he missed a four-hour delay because of a wreck. I, I believe that God can talk to you like that. I also believe that there's a knower inside of you that will let you know that you shouldn't be doing what you're about to do. And if you don't yield to that, Lisa just said it. You're not free from the consequences. Listen, God will love you, but your wife might leave you. I'm just telling you there's a consequences. I mean, yeah, you can buy that boat, but you might not have enough money at the end of the month to pay the electric bill. It's not sin, but it's not wisdom. And I believe the Holy Spirit will speak to you about those things. I grew up in a strict culture where we were told that the Holy Spirit would tell you to drive certain types of cars and to certain colors of cars. Not discounting all of that, I learned about hearing the voice of the Lord at an early age. It's been very beneficial to me. But I'll tell you one thing, if I like a red car and I have the means within my budget to drive a red car, the Holy Spirit's not mad at me if I drive a red car. Now, he may tell me to drive down certain paths and stop at certain places in that red car to be a witness to and to love on other people, and I, I, I need to learn to hear his voice. 
So there, were, there was a time and place where we didn't have written scriptures and he spoke. There are places today that don't have copies of the written word. It's illegal, a matter of fact, in certain countries and places to have a copy of the scriptures. Guess what? He is still speaking. God, if this is one of these times and places, I want you to write this down or take a picture of the screen. God's voice is too loud to be shut up in books and buildings. I'm going to say it again. God's voice is too loud, not that he's screaming at us, but it is too loud to be shut up or restricted to books and buildings. If we believe that God can only speak on Sunday morning when the man of God is in the pulpit preaching, we're going to miss out on his leading us in his own special way individually. To those who have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. Can I tell you what he is saying? He's saying you are righteous and you are holy. He's saying that you are above and not beneath. You are the head and you are not the tail. You are blessed in your coming and in your going. That, everything that your hand touches will prosper. You are more than a conqueror, always triumphant. You walk in victory. You are the bride and the body of Christ. You are his beloved and he is yours. These are just a few things that he is saying to you about you. And if you're listening to any other voice that's contrary to that, that tells you that you are unworthy, that you are unholy, that you are a worm and that you are wretched and that you are not blessed and you are a loser, that is contrary to what the voice of the Father is saying to you. Can I tell you what you do with those voices? Ignore them. And believe what the Father says about you because everything he says to you and about you will encourage you. If what you felt you heard, what you felt you saw, what you felt in your body, or you were impressed, what was impressed, there's an impression that the Holy Spirit may give you that doesn't line up with what He has already said, then it's not His voice. If it produces fear, worry, anxiety, discouragement, and here's a big one, confusion, then it's not the Father's voice. He is not the author of confusion. Matter of fact, His voice will bring clarity. I like what Lisa said, if it's not the source voice, and it doesn't agree with what you've already felt that the source voice, Holy Spirit, has spoken to you, then I wouldn't go with it. I mean... Uh, the, there are times and places if you are a new Christian, you are beginning in your walk with the Lord, that you may need to seek out the voice of God. Not used to hearing that, so someone else could point you to the way that you could listen to his voice. But as you grow and you learn that voice, then you may, someone may say something that confirms, so that is building your faith and your trust, but in your journey with the Lord, you will need to come to a place that you understand my sheep know my voice and you know that it's Holy Spirit speaking to you. There are benefits to listening to his voice. This is not an exhaustive list, but here's some quick ones, okay? Rest. When you listen to his voice, it brings rest. Anybody have a stressed life? Businesses, kids, finances, 
But when Isaiah 28, 12 says, To whom he said, This is the rest which causes the weary to rest. And this is refreshing. But they did not listen. And when we don't, he says, Come to me. I'll, I'll show you how to rest. His voice brings peace. There's a benefit to listening to his voice. Peace. Psalm 85 verse 8, David said, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. He will speak peace to his godly ones. Now here's the problem with that one. We don't believe we're godly because we've been told we're not godly or holy. That we have to perform and do certain things in order to be but we don't do to be, we be because we're be. We are already that way. And so we do out of our be, we don't do to be. And that was confusing. <laughs> she got it. We don't do to be, we be, be, or we do because we be. Peace. That word peace is shalom. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. It means to be made whole, to be secure. To have confidence and triumph over opposition. So again, if it's not a voice that brings security, if it's not a voice that brings confidence, if it's not a voice that speaks triumph and victory into your life over opposition, then it's not the voice of the Father. I got accused of telling people that they won't have any problems or battles in their life because everything's good news. I, I was accused of that here recently. Everything is good news. But Jesus himself said, in this world you will have trials and tribulation. But don't stop there. Fear not, for I have overcome the world. So yeah, in this world you will have opposition. There will be adversity. Everything that I spoke on our devotions last week was about adversity, hope and hardship. How adversity reveals our hearts. How God wants to reveal himself in the midst. It gets our attention back on him. Yes, we do have battles, trials, bumps, and bruises in this life. But fear not, I have overcome the world. So put your attention and your focus onto who he is and what he's saying. Favor is a benefit to listening to the voice of the Spirit. Proverbs 8 Verses 33 and 35 say, Hear my teaching and be wise. Do not turn away from it. One translation says, don't refuse it. If he's speaking to you, don't refuse what he's offering you because it's the best. It will bring favor. Happy or blessed is the man who listens to me. If you leave with anything this morning, leave with Proverbs 8.34. Blessed is the man, happy is the man who listens to me. You don't need to know anything else, that it, but if you will listen to his voice, you will be happy and blessed. Full of favor. Anybody want that for their life? Yeah. I need to start listening to his voice because he hasn't stopped speaking. Dialing into that frequency. Watching every day at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For he who finds me finds life and gets favor from the Lord. And then one of the other benefits is revelation. His words reveal his heart for you and about you. His words heal you. They don't harm you. His words build you up. They never tear you down. His words are gospel, not gossip. 
His words speak to the Son in you, not to the sin in you. Okay? Christ consciousness, being aware that you are a son, so that when you do sin, what he is speaking to is the Son in you, reminding you of what he has already said about you. Many have been indoctrinated to believe that the only way God speaks is with religious expression. One of my favorite examples is I like 80s music. There's a good group out there called Journey, and they sang a song, Don't Stop Believing. That's not a religious expression, but the Lord has spoken to me many times in many situations through that song. How? By telling me not to stop believing. Keep on believing. There's other songs that you can use. Like He speaks through music. Whatever your genre is that you like, he can speak to you in that. My kids make fun of me because sometimes they'll get in my truck and I've got spa radio on. Why? Because it relaxes me. Uh, it's There you go. <laughs> he speaks every language with every accent and every dialect. His vocabulary extends beyond the language of the Bible and the church. If someone has, do you, do you know that there are people in America that have never been to church? Can God reach them? Can God speak to them? We better hope so because they may never step foot inside of a door, but they can still have an experience with the one who created them. Maybe that experience is through you. There are 40,000 Western denominations. When I say Western, I'm talking about America, not Eastern Orthodoxy or Far Eastern religions. I'm talking about Western. 40,000 denominations. Do you know why there's 40,000 Western denominations? Because they all believe that God spoke to them with an interpretation of the Scripture in a certain way. I'm, they're not all wrong. Not everything is all You can take things from this message, you can pick it apart, and you can take what God gives you as meat and chew on it and grow on it. You can spit the other stuff out that didn't minister to you. I, my good friend Jamie Englehart that's going to be here, about once a year he posts, I'm Catholic because of this, I'm Lutheran because of this, I'm Episcopalian because, because there's everything inside those denominations that can speak to you through the Father. And they all are speaking different dialects or an accent or the vocabulary of their interpretation of the Bible. Which one is right? Which one is God? Here's what we have to do. Trust Holy Spirit. Because He guides into all truth as we listen to His voice. Look at the screen one more time. Here's a clue for you. He will always consistently... And constantly speak to you to bring clarity. When someone comes to me and they are over here one day and over there next day and up here there and then over here and down there and blue and green and red and purple and green and blue and red. and Confusion all over the place but everything is thus saith the Lord. I say nay nay. He's consistent. He's precise. And he brings clarity. Okay. 
He's not going to have you doing this to yesterday and this today and something else tomorrow. Now, I'm not saying that his instructions don't change in the same vein of where he's taking you, but there is cons consistency and clarity with his voice. Why do I bring that up? Because the voice of your adversary will confuse you and bring, uh, he will bring things into your mind that will cause you to be so unclear about what God said to you that you'll be confused and it will bring you no peace, no rest, no joy, and you won't be walking in the favor of God. So I bring this up to you to know that his voice is constant and clear. And there's no wishy-washiness in his voice. So my question is, are you expecting to hear his voice, Frank, if you come and start playing? Or are you just hoping that maybe one day he'll speak to you? I think that we need an expectancy that he's talking to us. When this phone rings, great technology. I've got it programmed because it already has the ability in there for me to do it. That when this beautiful blonde on the front calls me, it says, my hot, gorgeous wife. That's what it says. It's got kissy lips and queen with a tiara on it. Yeah, my princess. But I expect to hear her voice when I answer it. I will immediately recognize if it's not her on the other end. For instance, if her sister Mona is at the house and she says, Hey, Mona, call Jamie. It's going to show up that it's Lisa. I'm going to expect it to be Lisa, but I will immediately recognize if it's not. Why? Because there is a relationship that has been developed. We've had many conversations. We've spent time together. And even without seeing her face, I can hear her voice and recognize that it's her that is talking to me. There is certain phraseology that she has for me that she wouldn't use with you. And vice versa. Okay? That is the way that the Holy Spirit talks to you. You're going to recognize His voice the more time you spend with Him. That consistency, that clarity, that building of that relationship. Um, you know, I can pound the carpet, sweat, and scream at God, which I have done. But it doesn't matter if I don't say anything and I just have thoughts, my spirit communicating with his spirit, spending time with him in the, the shower, praying in the spirit, in the truck on the way to work, praying in the spirit. I'm constantly in communication with him. Sometimes it's never verbal. It's good to have verbal communication with God. I'm not telling you not to. But how can you, how can I, cont Paul said to pray without ceasing. How is that possible? See, I am talking to you right now, but I'm also in my mind right now having a conversation with the Holy Spirit. I'm also having a conversation with my stomach about what it's about time to be when I get done with this message. So there's other conversations going on, but because I've spent time, you've spent time with certain people and you've built relationship with them. I know Scott's voice. I've known Scott for over 20 years. 
if, if Scott called me and it was an unrecognizable number and I answered it, as soon as he would say hello, I would recognize Scott's voice. Why? Because we're, we have a relationship. That's the way it is with the Holy Spirit. That's the way he wants to communicate with you. It's a voice that you can begin to immediately res uh, respond to and expect to hear because of that familiarity. What's your experience been with the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Think about that. My experience and my opinion has been that a lot of times his voice sounds like the thoughts in my head. It sounds like my voice. If we are expecting to hear yet we aren't hearing well, is there something distracting his voice? Remember I told you about your phones? Get them out again. Get them in front of you. You check your social media, your text messages 85,000 times a year, one statistic said. What do you think has our attention? I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm not saying that it's sinful. I'm saying if it's distracting me from dialing into that frequency where I listen to his voice, it's becoming an interference and a distraction. If we are honest, most people would admit that they endure times of frustration with God because they don't think He's speaking to them. Has that ever been your experience? Frustrated because you don't think you're hearing from God. I hope this series helps you. There is an amazing amount of power in His words. And there's an amazing amount of power in your words. If we're confessing, saying the same thing that He's already said to us, so this journey over the next two weeks, today we looked at that fundamental question, does God still speak? I believe we could emphatically say this morning, yes, He is still speaking. Next week we're going to look at what is He saying. If He's still speaking, what is He saying? That'd be exciting to understand what he might still be saying to the church and then week three we're going to look at if God said it I believe it that settles it we're going to look at some things in the scripture some promises God said it do you believe that he said it that should settle it for us amen thank you for listening would you stand My desire and intention was to help spark some thought in you that will start conversation between you and Holy Spirit. Man, I pray all the time, and most of my prayers have been, God, I need this. God, will you do that? God, thank you for this, but I, this really needs to happen over here. Uh, I guess that I didn't win the lottery last night because they didn't pick my numbers. Did anybody win it? Uh, listening is two-thirds or should be two-thirds of our conversation. We talk to God a lot, but most of what we're doing is talking. And like Lisa said, when he's talking, I'm not, when I'm talking, I'm not listening. I have been in the presence of great men of God. And I could name drop, but there's no sense in doing that. And in their presence, there would be other people around and I really wanted to hear what that great man or woman of God author said. But other people were dominating the conversation and I never got to hear what 
they had to say. I feel like that that's the way it is with me sometimes and God. I'm talking all the time and He really wants to speak to me and He is speaking to me. Let's take the time. I believe and I'm going to speak over you this morning that you are going to begin to hear His voice clearly in consistency and with consistency in your life. Dialing into that frequency. So Father, I just ask for your children this morning that whether it's through music or a film, uh, maybe it's through someone else's word to them, um, creation, that somehow, some way, we would listen to your voice this week and we would know that it's you as we spend time with you. Um, during worship, this is what the Lord said to me. So... This is the Holy Spirit speaking through me to you, and you're going to know what this is about. That's what he said. It's time. Don't know what that means. I know what it meant to me. There's something that I've been waiting to do that I need to proceed with, and now is the time. That's what he's saying. So maybe there's a decision that you've been holding on the back burner, you've been waiting for, and I believe the Holy Spirit is saying it's time. Make the move. I will take care of you in every way. Trust me. My heart is for you. Again, just like I said in the message, so what I'm saying to you is not going to harm you. My plans for your life will succeed. That's what he's speaking over you this morning. You know, Some of you know what those plans are. He's already told you about them. He's just using me to encourage you that those plans are going to succeed. Just begin to speak it forth right now. So if there's something in your life that God's told you to do and you've got a plan for it, he's saying that those plans will succeed. Now is the time. Make the move. He's going to take care of you. Now begin to speak it out. Speak it forth right now. Whatever that is, just begin to speak it forth. What you're doing is you are confessing. You're saying the same thing that God has already said to you about your life. So, so go ahead. Speak it forth right now. And then he said, I'll never fail you. That's what I wrote down during worship that I felt impressed in my heart that the Lord was saying to share with you. Now's the time. Make the move. I will take care of you in every way. Trust me, my heart is for you. My plans will succeed. Now begin to speak it forth. Now just begin to sing in the Spirit. Come on, just just. Praise the Lord out loud. 